Welcome to the Holistic Health Bites podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Nicholson, here with bite-sized episodes to empower, educate, and enlighten you with ways to lose weight, heal your gut, and achieve your ideal health so you can live an adventure-filled life. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Holistic Health Bites podcast and the final episode in the Metabolic Health series. Today, we are talking all about brain health and how fixing your metabolism can improve your cognitive abilities, reduce your risks of degenerative brain diseases, and even reduce or eliminate migraines. Every cell in the body has insulin receptors. The brain and blood vessels are no exception. In the brain, the insulin receptors stimulate brain cells to take up glucose for fuel. This helps the brain cells grow and survive. This also plays a direct role in appetite control, metabolic rate, and learning and memory. These all sound good, right? They are, but just like every other system in the body, having too much insulin and or having insulin resistance is problematic. In fact, prolonged insulin resistance in the brain literally changes the brain's structure and function. New research has found that for every 10 years of insulin resistance, the brain appears to be two years older than the brain of an insulin-sensitive person of the same age. One of the most devastating diseases of the brain is dementia in all forms. This is devastating not only to the patient themselves, but also to everyone around them that witnesses the person slowly slipping away and becoming a different person. Alzheimer's is the most common form of dementia, accounting for up to 80% of all cases. While scientists still have a lot to learn about dementia, they have found a profound link to insulin resistance of the brain. This is precisely why many in the field now refer to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. Researchers have long believed that these diseases were due to plaques forming in the brain. However, this theory is losing popularity because many people without any signs of dementia also have these same plaques. And it turns out that much of the data used in the initial studies that formed the plaque theory were flawed. Insulin resistance in the brain is the more likely scenario for many forms of dementia, as higher fasting insulin was found to have a stronger statistical significance than even age does. Insulin may also increase the formation of plaques in the brain, so even if these plaques do play a role, insulin makes it worse. So how does insulin resistance affect the brain? The brain is a very metabolically active tissue with very high energy demands. After eating a meal, the brain is 100% getting energy from glucose from that meal. When in a fasted state, less than half of the energy is coming from glucose. However, when following a traditional Western diet, or the common dietetic advice of today, people are eating meals and snacks all day long. So they're always in a fed state. Add to this the high carbohydrate intake 
and your insulin levels never come back down. When the body is in a high insulin state all the time, it ends up dialing back the sensitivity of the insulin receptors. This reduces the capacity for insulin to do its job. When insulin can't do its job effectively, glucose can't be taken up by the brain cells. This causes the brains to this causes the brain to sputter and stall out like a car engine without fuel. There are no alternative fuels available when insulin levels are elevated. You can only function on glucose in the presence of insulin. But even that glucose use is reduced due to insulin resistance. So the good news is there is a remedy, and that is becoming metabolically flexible. We'll come back to that in a moment. Now, beyond Alzheimer's, the second most common cause of dementia is called vascular dementia. This is a condition of low blood flow to the brain. This goes directly back to the same problems we talked about in the heart disease and hypertension episode. In fact, a study of over 10,000 adult men over 20 years found that those with insulin resistance had more than twice the risk of developing vascular dementia than insulin-sensitive men. So what about other brain disorders? Well, Parkinson's disease is another devastating disease of the brain that causes accumulation of proteins called Lewy bodies in the brain and a loss of dopamine-producing neurons. This loss of dopamine causes changes in the motor movement and reward functions of the brain. Now, we know that insulin also alters dopamine in the brain, further highlighting this connection between insulin and Parkinson's. 30% of Parkinson's patients also have type 2 diabetes, with potentially up to 80% having insulin resistance. Migraines are another common plague of the brain, affecting 18% of U.S. adults. Studies have shown that those with insulin resistance are twice as likely to have regular migraines, and insulin levels are significantly higher in people who experience migraines. I found this with my own health. When I reversed my insulin resistance, my migraines completely went away. Neuropathy is a condition that affects nerves throughout the body. Nerve damage often accompanies diabetes, causing burning and tingling sensations of the limbs, especially the feet. This is undoubtedly connected to high blood sugars. However, the problem starts before blood sugars start to rise. They start when insulin levels rise and when insulin resistance sets in. So now you can see why insulin resistance and metabolic health play such a major role in brain health. I mentioned earlier that the key to correcting these conditions is in developing metabolic flexibility. Metabolic flexibility turns your body into a hybrid engine, meaning you are efficiently able to switch between burning glucose and burning fat for energy. This is critical not only to reversing insulin resistance, but also in providing sustainable energy when you're in a fasted state. I also mentioned earlier that most people following a Western diet are in an always fed state. Told to eat small meals or snacks every couple of hours, 
leaving you to constantly fight the hunger cycle. If this is you, if you can't go more than a couple of hours without eating, if you get hangry if you skip a meal, if your brain shuts down if you can't eat, if you have sugar or other food cravings a few hours after you eat, or if your energy drops between meals, this all means you are living in a sugar-burning body. With metabolic flexibility, you'll be able to fast for long periods of time without any side effects. Most people find that they have far lower appetite, never have cravings, have improved memory and mental clarity, have more energy, and are more easily able to maintain weight loss. When your body is in a fasted state, your body fat provides the needed fuel. That's exactly why we have body fat. Body fat is then converted to ketones that can fuel nearly every cell in the body. I say nearly every cell because red blood cells don't have mitochondria and therefore cannot use ketones. But this is the only type of cell in the body that that's true for. Every other cell can use ketones. And these ketones are a far cleaner burning fuel with less oxidative waste products than sugar, and they can provide longer lasting energy on demand. Building metabolic flexibility can take some time and effort, but trust me, it's worth it. A few things that you can do to help build your metabolic flexibility are number one, Reduce your overall carbohydrate intake while prioritizing proteins and healthy fats. Protein and fat are far more satiating and have less impact on blood sugars. Number two, stop snacking and focus on only real meals. When you are eating, sit down, relax, focus on your food and chew thoroughly. And number three, once you've adjusted to eating only meals and less carbohydrates, try not to eat until you're truly hungry. This might mean that you end up skipping a meal here and there. It might mean that you don't eat until later in the morning. It might mean you have smaller meals. Learning to truly listen to your body is key. This will naturally increase your fasted period each day allowing your body to use fat for fuel rather than food. Building metabolic flexibility is a major aspect of what I work on with my private clients because this is truly the foundation of having optimal health. If you want to learn more, schedule a complimentary restoring wellness strategy session so we can discuss what this might look like for you. I'll drop a link in the show notes. Until the next episode, be well and vibrant. Thanks for being a faithful listener to the podcast. I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on this podcast so that others can more easily find this valuable information. Did you know I also work one-on-one -on -one with clients? I approach solving health challenges like I approached solving crimes by conducting a thorough investigation into your case. Sadly, hundreds of millions of people in the U.S. have insulin resistance, pre-diabetes, and diabetes, and the vast majority have no idea. I'm here to fix that. If you struggle with low energy, stubborn weight, hypertension, sleep disturbances, or any other undesired symptoms, let's talk. All you have to do is schedule a free call. 
The link will be in the show notes. And no, you do not need to live near me.